Hi, I'm Zoe. Hi, I'm Erica. Hey, Erica. This is our podcast. Well, what do we do on the podcast? Uh, we talk to wellness experts. What do we talk about? Mm, wellness stuff. And why are we doing this? Because we want to have an inclusive conversation about things that you can actually use and apply to your life. Right. We don't think that wellness should feel preachy. We think it should feel like everybody can participate. That's right. So if you like what you hear, tell a friend. Give us five stars. They're do all free. All of the above. All of the above. And think of us as your navigators on the bumpy highway to well. Hey guys. So you may have figured out by now that Zoe and I are huge fans of functional mushrooms. And that's because their benefits are legit from increasing focus and concentration, to helping you sleep, and probably most importantly, providing incredible support for your immune system. And yes, that is actual science. You can check it out on our blog at earthandstar.com. But who doesn't need a little bit of extra immune support right now, if we're being honest? But anyway, the most important thing for you to know, actually, is that you have to have these fabulous fungi in your system every day in order to reap the benefits. So Earth and Star, our new brand, is making it as easy as possible for you to get the amazing benefits of functional mushrooms every day. Like if you've got a serious cold brew habit, there's a can for that. If you love your afternoon matcha latte, then we've got you covered there. And if you're not like G-Love and you're not feeling the cold beverages, then how about a totally delicious dark chocolate bar that also helps you increase focus and concentration while satisfying your sweet tooth. And it pairs super well with red wine. So we at Earth and Star have created as many ways as possible to help you elevate your everyday routine because we are not asking you to add another pill or a powder to your very busy schedule of supplements. We just want it to be as easy and absolutely delicious as possible for you to get the mush love into your life. So check us out at earthandstar.com and get 15% off your first order with the code HTW. All right, Erica, you're in Texas right now. I am. Is everything bigger and better? What's going on down there? Um, everything is definitely... Well, it's not really bigger in Austin. I think Austin is not representative of Texas in that way. But um, everything is open. <laughs> Lots of people are out and most of them are wearing masks. Um, I think the weather makes a huge difference in just like being able to feel somewhat normal, you know? Like during a, a, a lockdown pan, pandemic. Yeah, just yeah. being able to like go outside just to kind of like take a walk around, even if it's not to go anywhere specific. It just feels nice. It feels, and also, I don't know, I like, I don't mind having a car culture. Like I can walk around outside and go up to the park, but like if I want to go get, you know, a juice or something, then I have to drive three minutes, but I don't know. I'm okay with that. Like I like. Mm. Well, are you driving a nice car? I'm driving my car. <laughs> Oh, so, right. Which is a nice car because you drove it down from La Ciudad. Yeah. Oh, that's funny because I was actually just thinking about that today while I was helping a very elderly woman on the bus because she couldn't get over the three feet of snow and ice. And she was like literally about to eat it. And I was like helping her over. And then I was like, God, Oh, like cursing the snow. And then at the same time, kind of like, you know, this is what, like, this is what New York 
energy is sort of like made from like that those like moments of intimacy and being the opposite of a car culture is like yeah. it's, I had that exact thought this morning and I was like I like you know I don't know it's sort of like kind of balances itself out because I love that it's like you know you don't get that energy it's what makes New York so specific that's true. I mean, I think it's funny because when you were saying like, this is what New Yorkers, this is where we, the energy comes from. I thought you were referring to that, like the moment where you look at like three feet of fucking snow and have to deal with a bus and puddles and things that, that like we just... Yeah, all that too. Well, right. That's where I thought you were going with it was like the grit and like the, the, the sheer will to just like survive and, and be um, tolerant. I guess, where like you have to tolerate a lot to live in New York. We just like, we put up with shit because we don't even think about it anymore. Like crossing over snowbanks to get on a bus is like not something I thought about it. Normal experience for people. Yeah, true. Not really. I mean, yeah, it's not, not in an, not in an urban setting. Right. Right. The funny thing though, the other part of the point that he made, the funny thing about like, the you know that moment of intimacy that you have which is totally true like you can't have that in a car culture because everybody's in their box so much however the flip side of it is like people here are just really fucking nice like everywhere you go they're just nice like everybody is everybody is not like overly you know interested in asking a million questions but like you know in the store people are i, I don't know it's funny it's just there's no real um it doesn't, it doesn't feel the same as when you're like out and about in public in New York and you sort of just like avert your eyes and basically pretend that you don't see somebody on the sidewalk because who would we be if we had to like greet everybody that we pass on the sidewalk? Hello? Like we would never get anything done because there's just too many people. But not that you're like greeting people everywhere you go. I don't know. There's just something I'm like, oh, that person's super nice and that person's super nice. And I mean, do you think maybe it's just the Southern accent, the fact they all say y'all? No, because half the people here are not from Texas. They've all relocated. Huh. Um, here in, in Austin, it's different, obviously, in the rest of the state. Um, but yeah, even, <laughs> even the other day when I drove down a one-way street the wrong way because I got confused. <laughs> Just such a funny moment when that happens. You feel so silly. You're so silly. And I was like, oh, look at me with my New York plates and everybody can see this happen. Everyone is honking. But like nobody honked at me. Nobody was like, get out of the fucking road. They were all just kind of like, as you were, ma'am. And I had to like back my shit onto the curb. You're like, oh, y'all are going the wrong way. Y'all are going the wrong way. It's okay, honey. Go ahead. Turn around. It's okay, honey. <laughs> uh, yeah that's kind of how i want to be talked to right now i need some coddling Maybe it, I'll does, it, it does make you feel uh, uh, looked after there is a, a coddling when you do have those people to talk to you in that very soothing soothing southern drawl it does feel it's like a little blanket yeah i was like thinking i was doing this really nice thing helping this old lady onto the bus this morning and i'm trying to get my child to school so it's a public bus right so it's like <clears throat> there are already people on it. Everybody's in a rush. And then the bus driver starts beeping at me to hurry up. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? 
<laughs> I'm literally like managing a toddler and helping this old woman. And then like two other guys come with shovels to try and like dig around us to create some kind of a path and end up just sort of like carrying her over the bank. And bang- it was just like, in the meantime, you know, you look oh, up woman. and like, yeah, she was, she was old. I mean, old AF and like had a walker and stuff. Anyway, so I'm just like, I know we're holding things up, but like it's a bus. You know what I mean? Like if you need speedier transport, this is what buses are for. They're for old people That's correct. and slow people who yes. really don't have. You can't be in a rush when you're no. taking a city get bus. Get on the train, get on the subway. Anyway, everyone's just like glaring at me and the bus driver actually honked at me to get on. <laughs> That's fucked up. I was like, oh, well, we're not in Texas anymore. <laughs> Um, wait, did you have a, did you tell me that you had a, oh, I was thinking of your story at the, at the UPS store. Ah, uh, the UPS store? Was the UPS store? Oh, uh, yeah, the, the shipping place. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you want to talk about boundaries for 2021? <laughs> Strict no asshole policy? Yeah. Immediately. Talk about no asshole policy. Effective immediately. Yes. Serious no asshole policy. I have been abused by this woman, this sort of like, uh, what do you call it? She's sort of like the, the head, sort of like queen bee, like the, this crappy shipping place in Brooklyn <laughs> that I'm forced to go to because there's like nowhere else to send a package. And I don't live in a bill, I don't have a doormat, whatever. It's just a total pain. Doorman. Doorman. <laughs> now I want a doorman. <laughs> all, thing, all like, you know charge my own shit <laughs> like I'll do it myself um anyway yeah I go it's like mail a package oh my god I don't miserable miserable it was what was it what was I mailing I was mailing something very t- oh my taxes mm. it was my taxes I'm trying to do a million things at once I literally all I needed her to do was postmark a freaking envelope all she did to do was postmark it it was Friday early afternoon I'm waiting in line. She just glares at me, just glares at me. And I'm like, oh, I'm probably just not reading her right. She's wearing a mask and I'm wearing a mask and it's hard to read people's expression. Give her the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, nope, there she goes again. Straight up, just like burning a whole, instead of being like, oh, hi, can I, can I help you? She's just literally staring at me with her head to the side. Like what? I'm like, oh, I'm just, um, I just want to mail my envelope. I just need to postmark it. <laughs> stamp it with the date she told me it was too late shit was closed down I've already missed the bus the earliest it would get there would be Monday postmark stamped for for Monday Mm -hmm. which is Martin Luther King Day that means Tuesday so I lose and then I'm like Oh, that sucks. Okay, fine. And that's, I've like repressed this memory because I'm so traumatized, but let me see if I can recall. So then I said, okay, uh, fine. Like I literally had no, I, I was just like, well, I'm just going to be late, like paying my effing taxes. Fine. By a couple days. If, if like the Fed wants to come get me, find me. Great. Hope they feel good about themselves. <laughs> So like, so I'm standing. I'm like, uh, all right, fine. I'll just like, let's just send it anyway. And she's like, 
I knew she's got like three other employees who are just sitting there behind her, like on the counter eating lunch, watching the movie, watching the movie unfold. And there's like five people behind me. And, and she's like, um, do you want it? Like, do you want to rush? Whatever. And then I'm like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. Just like regular mail at this point. Doesn't matter. Do you want a receipt? And I'm like, are you on tracking? And I was like, oh, huh. Like, uh, like I actually, I don't know why I thought about it. I was just like too many questions or like, oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. And then she's like, <laughs> this is dumb. I realized it's a stupid answer, but it was like, she's like, do you want trash? She like yells me. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Sure. Yes, it's fine. And then she's like, like like puffing and puffing whatever and finally I was like have I offended you somehow and I just like fucking switched I just was like I'm done coming in here maybe once a month and getting shat on by you for just existing and then I lost it on her lost it I was like have I offended you in some way and whatever she's like like, I don't care is not an answer. She blew up at me and I was like, whoa, uh-uh. I was like, you have a fucking attitude. <laughs> I fucking lost it. Everybody behind me, I literally went crazy cop. I went from zero to a thousand. And then the girls behind the, her like employees behind the counter, I was like, oh, like they're just like staring, watching the show. Everyone behind me is like, oh shit. This girl is, I knew I'll just go ahead and say it. I am the only white person in there. And I have a very small bougie dog in tow. Okay. Oh God, you had the dog with you? I had the freaking dog this. with me. <laughs> I, I definitely I was not scoring any points, but I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just, uh, something is just, the, it was such a charge. The environment was so freaking charged. Anyway, long story short, I <laughs> a very loud screaming match with this woman. The girls behind her were like, she still didn't answer you. <laughs> like, Thanks, ladies. <laughs> she, hands me, she hands me the envelope back. She's like, I don't want your business. I was like, you're going to be out of business if you treat people like this. <laughs> and then I, she gave me the envelopes back and I stormed out. And then I yelled some kind of profanity at her and I slammed the door. And then I came back and I said one more thing. And then I left again. What Listen. was the one more thing? Oh, we don't have to talk about it. Listen, oh, okay. my children might be listening. But you did want to go back just for a postscript. I did. I went back and I opened the door and I had a little PS message. Put it that way. <laughs> I'll let your imagination fill in the rest. Um, but my point is, it was so it was so clearly like just straight up abusive. You know, I was just like, yeah, I'm fucking, I am done taking shit from people for literally no reason, like zero. And I was being so meek and mild, like the entire time, like, oh, I just want to, you know, and I'm like, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells and I don't really know why. And then it was like, I don't know, like, how can I continue about my day knowing that I am being completely shot on by this person for no reason? Couldn't. I put a stop to it. 2021, <laughs> not allowed. No, thank you. This is my dance space. That is your dance space. We are going to respect each other's space and carry on. So that is the theme. That was the first Listen, thing. I'm all for it. So let me ask you a question because I was listening to, um, it was actually Dak Shepard uh, episode yesterday or the day before. 
And um, he had Adam Grant on, who I love. And, you know, just talking about like, they're all these different types of people. And he kind of had, in this particular example, had segmented it. And I can't remember the term that they used to, to kind of categorize these people. So I won't try. But he basically used the example of like, here's how I'm different than my wife. He's talking about Kristen Bell. And he's saying like, when we're in traffic and somebody cuts me off, my first reaction always is that that guy's a douchebag, that you know I was doing everything right and he did everything wrong and he's a dick and his time is more important than mine and he's, you know, he's, he's in a hurry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And her always default is to say, that guy is probably rushing to the hospital. Somebody he loves is in trouble. Like she automatically goes for the place of like whatever somebody is is presenting, you know, she's looking for like whatever the story is behind it, whatever the explanation is behind it. And he is looking from the perspective of exactly what that person, how that person landed on him and why that person is wrong and why he is right. And he even went to, so far, this is why I love him. He even went so far as to say like, but I know full well that I cut people off in traffic and I'm a dick and I have no place to be, but it's just something I do. And sometimes my, my time feels more important. So I'm, I'm only I'm painting this picture to ask like, in that situation, you know, that to me sounds like an example of you, you observed that like, there was you didn't do anything to kind of trigger this woman, right? Like literally, you know why? Because I, I started out, there were like five or six little micro exchanges before the actual moment. Right. And I was like, you know what? let me just do that thing where you like kill them with kindness and like, you know, smile F them. Right. I can't see that through a mask, but like it doesn't always work. And I feel like sometimes I've learned this, like sometimes, you know, and like we've both come up in the service industry, like you definitely learn it in that environment. It's like you sometimes have to just kill people with kindness. It's the only way to interact because you don't know what they're bringing to the table. You have no idea what their like story was five minutes ago. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I try to be, I don't know if I'm, I don't think I'm always successful, but I try to always assume maybe in these moments that someone is having potentially like the worst day of their life. Right. Right. Because I've also felt like I've also had exchanges or encounters where like, I've literally had the worst day of my life and I've had exchanges with other people. And I just think that sometimes it's like comical when like someone you're interacting with can be so oblivious to what you've just like experienced. It's yes. sort of like, it's this very funny moment where it's like, Oh, you know, you're like, you don't, you don't know what people are ever dealing with. Right. So it's right. like, and you don't want to be judged on the worst day of your life. So you don't want to judge somebody on the worst day of theirs. Right. However, however, sometimes you have to have boundaries. Yes. Agreed. And that's where it gets tricky, right? Because then I sit and I, I say, okay, well, you know, we're trying to do all of this work. You and I have talked about it and we do it separately too. And, you know, we're just learning about this concept, this philosophy about stoicism, which we want to talk about in more detail once we're like, you know, a little bit down the path because I think it's intriguing to both of us. But like, you know, whether it's you're talking about a philosophy or whether you're talking about meditating or whether you're coming from like the school of psychology that just says, take a breath and put yourself in the other person's shoes. It doesn't even matter like which sector you're talking about. The concept is all the same, which is like, 
don't act before you thoughtfully kind of assess the situation. However, in certain situations, like this one that you're describing, like what else could you have done short of just like, just stepping away and letting her continue on being miserable and verbally abusive to you. But then somehow, doesn't that make you like weak? And doesn't that make you sort of like, if your boundary is not being respected, does that give, like, then are you supposed to just roll over? I guess the question. Yes. And this is often a question that I struggle with, with like any kind of like Eckhart Tolle, sort of like Buddhism, Stoicism, whatever it is. I don't understand the difference between being in that moment between like wanting something, like reaching towards something or pushing something away, right? Like you're always trying to find that like um, moment of like being totally present where you neither want for anything and you're neither like, and you're not running away from anything or resisting anything. And to me, to not reach towards something feels passive right like it doesn't feel i don't understand how you like factor in ambition or motivation or anything like that in that in that state and then on the other you know on the other side it's sort of like well how do you have yes like how do you let things just happen to you you know what i mean like i don't i it's so it's like against every bone in my body to be like well, it just is what it is. Right. If I hate anything more than that statement, like, just is what it is, I guess. I know. I know. It's, it's it like, feels lazy and like, it, it, it's saying nothing while saying nothing and it feels lazy. But I mean, these are all, you know, really concrete examples because it's definitely something I struggle with often in, you know, I want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt but I also don't want to feel like I'm completely compromising my own sense of like self and integrity. And, you know, speaking of the no assholes policy, which we've just recently implemented, I think one of the most glaring examples of that was this interaction that we had with this partner who we are no longer working with, where we felt like... The distributor or the law firm? The, oh, not even the law firm. I'm talking about the distributor. Oh. Yeah. Um, like... We had had several exchanges with them over email and it felt like every time there was an email and it was always a lot of people on the thread, right? So it was kind of this like weird public shaming on a group email um, where like multiple times the response that we got was A, like content wise, not actually commensurate with the situation in terms of like just accuracy and really assessing the whole thing. But B, the tone was just very like, aggressive and it was pushy and it was just, and it was a bunch of dudes responding to you and me, two women on this thread. And and then also a third woman at one point in the conversation. And it just felt like every single email exchange just like escalated this weird sense of like, you know, there was like this shaming thing. There was this like putting down this kind of verbal, just like hostility in writing to the point that we then had to actually say like, guess what? And I think we really, really took the high road in terms of deciding to terminate the relationship. We said, you know what? We reached a point where we don't think it's in our best interest to continue forward with you guys. And that was it. Like we didn't get into detail. We weren't like, you're being assholes. You're this, that, and the other. We were just like, it doesn't make sense for us given the stage that we're at. Um, So, you know, I think you can agree. It makes sense to part ways. 
And then they responded again with more hostility and like another put down and another insult. It was so rude. It was like, best news we've heard all day because we prefer to work with people who can actually fill out a spreadsheet. And like that was professional, right. Supposedly professional people who actually also have their own brand, beverage brand. I mean, yes, it was gob smacking and astonishing. And that, so where I'm going with this is that we then were left with like, holy crap, that was really just so out of... Well, they were at a 10. They were at a 10 with their tone. From, from the moment go. From day one. Yes. Like, I, I, that was also just like, huh? <laughs> Wait a minute. Right. This isn't a sort of partnership. Right. But so then we were left thinking like, okay, it's really not okay for us to be treated that way. We really, you know, as much as like, it doesn't, I, I understand the philosophy around not holding on to grudges. And I don't really, I, I try to, to walk that walk. I try to not like hold something over somebody for, you know, years on end or whatever. And I think for the most part, if I look at my history of relationships, like I, I, I feel like I'm at peace with some that were, you know, at one point kind of hostile and unpleasant. But in this particular situation, we were like, okay, it's, we're not going to stand for this. And we also don't think that anybody else in this business should have to put up with this type of treatment from such a kind of well-established and pretty well-known group. So we were going to like post something on LinkedIn and you know figure out how we were going to like frame our response that would still ha- let us take the high road, but also make it known that they were not just going to like get away with that. And we haven't done anything yet, not because we've like chosen not to, but because we've had more important things to deal with. But like the reason I'm bringing it up is because in light of what we're just talking about, like, is that a situation where you're just supposed to say, you know, let go and let God or, or it is what it is. And, and I feel like walking away with that situation completely unaddressed makes them feel like they got the last word, makes them feel like they were right. None of which is true. So it's like kind of a, a, a conundrum of like, you know, I, I don't want to engage in like vengeful hostility just yeah. to stir up like angry emotions. But I also don't feel like, you know, well, I don't think... It's like, is there any is there any consequence to your actions? And is right. there any consequence to, you know, your actions in the context of like, this is a small industry. We're, we're not just like, we're not friends. We were business. We were supposed to be in business together. So like professionally, shouldn't there be consequences at the very least to your actions? Right. Like, wouldn't you... If, if if a business, you know, did something in some way that, you know, harmed you, you know, maybe not extremely or like physically or whatever, but like you probably report it to the Better Business Bureau. I mean, right. that's what they're there for, right? Like you're supposed to check businesses. You're supposed to call them out. And I think what's interesting in this situation is, be, you know, we did not post anything yet. At least for me, I'm not running to it because I think that the... the you know, it, it's hard because if you're female, it's very easy for someone to just say like, you sound like an angry female mm-hmm. and that pisses me off more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, yes, in fact, I am angry and right. this is why. And so, I am female and it's okay. And it's okay. <laughs> I love um, Glennon Doyle, you know, Glennon Doyle, um, love her, queen of like, this is hard and we can do hard things. Um, <laughs> She, what did she say? Well, she's like, I, uh, I have respect. Um, oh God, I'm going to screw this up now. She said, um, 
somehow angry women being, oh, this is what she said. <laughs> I have respect for two types of women. Women who are angry and women who are in a coma. <laughs> you see one of those two things. I was like, oh, thank you for saying that. I mean, this is like last year when we were dealing with like Trump, you know, grabbing women by the whatever. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to speak publicly about these things, especially in a professional setting without the fear of like it kind of coming back to bite you in the ass because you suddenly sound like an angry woman. And then it's like, oh, are we potentially scaring off other people in this industry, in this very male dominated industry for calling them out? Probably, probably. Like, is it a smart business move on our part to actually like post this and call them out? I don't know. Probably not. Um, It would sure make me feel good. I know. Well, I'm like, anybody who's listening to this that's curious about who they are, feel free to contact us and they'll be happy to name names. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you would not believe this exchange. No, it was shocking. And like what I think was most resonant when we came away from it was they would never in a million years have sent that email to a group of men. Oh, never, never, ever. Shocking. There's just so, it's just so obvious. It's just, you know, it's painful. And look, I don't really, I don't, I don't like to play the card that says like X happened because we're women, because I feel like I would rather give us more credit than that and say like, we're humans, we're entrepreneurs, we're founders, we're business people. And that's really what matters in, you know, 99.9% of situations. So I don't, I don't, I don't fall back on like the, and I don't want to say the woman card because that sounds very negative, but I don't fall back on being a woman and having that be the reason for X, Y, and Z to have happened very often, if at all. But in this particular situation, I'm like, they would never ever have treated us that way if we did not have the visions. Right. Mo vision, mo problems. <laughs> um, somebody else, another woman on the thread actually called it out earlier and she was just like, um, their tone is, dare I say, extremely misogynistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, but you know, it, it felt very good to just shut, immediately just like identify the tone, call them out and then shut down that shit. Like, Relationship over, their opportunity gone. Yeah. Um, we are not plenty of people where we can work with that are obviously much better. But can we talk about the third example of no asshole calling dudes out who are just trying to like take a walk all over your face? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like it seems like I, I don't know. It's something that's kind of. Um, kind of dictating like a lot of decisions in the past couple of months like we're kind of leading with this sort of attitude or idea of like no like nothing is slipping by here there will be no like we're trimming the fat there will be there's zero tolerance for assholes in this like you know and there are plenty of like wonderful men that we've worked with. <laughs> this is not like yeah. a male touching segment by any stretch but like you know it goes for women too just like no no asshole policies but i will say we did have one other experience well and by the way your first example was a woman asshole so you know yeah, this, no, is, no. this is non-discriminating with three other women assholes behind her um but they get a pass because they were probably like 18 um <laughs> <laughs> their frontal lobe was not formed yet. Um, 
But so we had, okay, so when we first formed, not first, but when we were sort of getting a little bit more official with our paperwork and the formation of this company that is Earth and Star, we, um, we engaged this law firm whose name shall not be mentioned. <laughs> and actually on the reco, on the recommendation, uh, right, from, from another dude in the industry. Um, and basically what happened was they took a stab at what they called like, you know, custom creating some like very basic uh, agreements, like, an else like an end non-disclosure agreement i mean just shit that is so that you could download off the internet you could download off legal the zoom yeah um they were horrible they literally i mean there were certain parts in like you know the documents that they supposedly like you know crafted specific to our needs where they had left in the names of like the other companies that they had actually drafted these documents <laughs> for really it was just embarrassing talk about phoning it in anyway this went on for what? Three months? Yeah. Yeah, less than six. These dudes gave us a bill for $25,000. <laughs> no, but you forgot to mention that every single time we had either a phone call or an email, there was no less than six people on it, which means billable hours times yeah, like tick, 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 tick. Yeah. We're like, um, why do we need six lawyers to draft an end? What is going on? My, my friends. Uh, so we basically ignored them. We said, thank you and goodbye. We found another law firm. We're like, these clowns can, can go, you know, go over there. We moved on. We got another law firm. Who's wonderful. Wonderful. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. Uh, if anybody wants their name, I'll happily give it to you. Uh, but anyway, so this other cruise, they're still, they were like, Constantly sending us like invoices for twenty five thousand dollars. They're like, "Oh, you guys need to pay that bill." <laughs> We're just ignoring them, ignoring them. Does not even dignify a response. Finally, get back to them with just like on the advice of our current lawyer, by the way. On the advice of our current <laughs> lawyer, who was just like, "These are the biggest clowns. This is like shocking. This is borderline malpractice. Like, this is insane." So we basically just sent them like a four sentence smackdown email that was like. Thank you. And this is the end of this conversation. Yep. We will not be paying a penny of this. And guess what? I haven't heard some. And we're not paying a penny. <laughs> so goes, <laughs> I don't know. It was just like another moment where it was like, wow. We called them out on bullshit and they really just wanted to see if they could get away with it. Right. That's that really what it comes down to, which is so sickening. That to me is the grossest part is like, you know, do you have to fight every step of the way and like constantly go up against people to make sure you're not being taken advantage of? No, because that feels like a waste of time and energy. However, you kind of have to assess each situation like individually and see that it is possible that sometimes people are just like going to push your limits to see what they can do. And I don't know, you have to really like, you have to choose your battles because I, I think it is, you know, it's, it's wasted time to, to, to react constantly to be just reactive. But that was just such a glaring example of idiocy. We were like, there's no way in hell that anybody would ever pay these invoices. How dumb. Like I just it's so fascinating to me. Like, why did they think we were so ignorant or or gullible or willing to pay? Or well, 
I don't even know that it was necessarily that calculating so much as I think part of the problem was like, there are so many people, so many cooks in that kitchen that whoever was sending us that invoice actually probably had no idea that the level of like complete just nonsense that had gone on, you know, up above them. Like they're sending invoices, they're looking at ours. I would like to believe that. Hmm? I would like to believe that. Well, I mean, I, I, th- I think I think the actual invoicing piece of it, at least you know, the by the last round. I mean, by the, the like the first time around was just like, oh yeah, here's you know, billable hours to the tune of twenty five k, and then they slowly were like, hmm, let's let's send this again and, and see what happens, and then a third time we were like, uh uh-uh. uh. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's it, it is shocking to me what people think that they can actually do to take advantage of others. It's it's upsetting. So there's the rule: no assholes, no assholes, and no boundaries. boundaries, no a holes. And um, I think we're a work in progress in terms of trying to manage our responses to these things. Oh yeah, listen, I'm not, you know, like. I definitely, if I had to like play back my episode at the old shipping center, <laughs> I probably would be horrified by myself and my own, my own behavior. Um, that said, and sometimes I will like totally regret, you know, losing my temper with saying the things I said and like whatever, and I, you know, like, oh, why did I, why didn't I just like take a beat? This was not the case. Yeah, no. No, I, I literally walked out of there and I was like, finally, I said this shit I've been wanting to say for a year, like <laughs> over a year. Uh, I mean, I'm still horrified like, that I look like a total psychopath to others, but that part's okay. I don't care, actually. <laughs> like, I just don't care. It's just like it needed to happen. Now you just need to find another post office. Now I need to find a freaking post office. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I think this is a good place to leave it for now. I feel like we've done some uh, moral compass check-in and, and established our policies and rules. <laughs> I'll be in the employee handbook uh, that we'll be handing out. <laughs> to the employees that we don't have. Huh? 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 What? That we'll be handing out to the employees that we do not have. Right. Because nobody wants to work for us because we're crazy and angry. Crazy bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Women. <laughs> angry. Uh, I only just smile. Smile more. Um okay. Alright. Well, I feel better. I, I, I always I got some stuff off my chest. Alright. <sighs> well, we're gonna leave it there. We're gonna leave it there. Hey. Hey, later for now. Thanks for listening, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1-800 number. Yes, we have a 1-800 number at 800-674-1839 or holler at us on social at HTW Podcast. You can also head to our website at htwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our daily blend blog to see what we're drinking.